Happy February 2023. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and welcome to the Be The One You Need podcast. It's Black History Month, and we're going to honor uh, African-American history this month on the Be The One You Need podcast, but we're going to do it in the context of what we always talk about, self-care, self-love, boundaries, healing, balance, emotional wellness, and putting you first, making you a priority in your life. And what I'd like to do this month is we have podcasts and I will uh, promise you that we will have two guests this month on the podcast. I have a busy travel month, so I've got to work it in as I can, but we will focus on African-American psychologists, uh, theorists, thought leaders, authors, etc., who pour into all of us and give us great advice and great wisdom on how to be better people, on how to take better care of self so that we can take better care of those we love and are connected to. Let's go and let's start with a new podcast for a new month. And I'm going to be talking with you today about the power of self-control, the power of self-control. Let's go. Happy Self-Care Sunday, February the 5th, 2023. This is your host, Sophia Nelson, and it is the first Sunday of February. I love February. February is a good month. We honor and celebrate heart health. We celebrate love with Valentine's Day, red roses, red kisses, red hearts and pink hearts everywhere. And February is a month where we also celebrate Black History Month. And I know that there's a lot of news out there in the last months and a lot of controversy and a lot of division over the teaching of history. And if you're interested in that topic, I talk about that on my One America podcast. That's the political cultural podcast. This is my soulful sentiments, my wellness, self-care platform, and I want to stay true to that. And so we will honor and celebrate Black History Month here on the Be The One You Need podcast, but we'll do it by bringing in uh, quotations, inspirations, teachings, um, all kind of aspirational life lessons that we can learn from African-American authors, scientists, doctors, uh, therapists, etc. And we will have some great guests uh, as well this month. I have a heavy travel month because it is Black History Month. And um, but I will always make sure that uh, we are here on Sundays to give you something to think about, something to lean into and something to learn from. So today I want to talk about the topic of self-control, self-control, self-control. You know, self-control is one of the fruit of the spirit. And, you know, on Sunday, I often like to wax a little bit about faith and about spirituality because it is Sunday and it is a day that so many of you and and us and wherever you are in the world worship, you go to church, uh, you spend time with family. Sunday is a reset day. It's a rest day. It's a respite day. And I thought that as I go into this February, which is a big reset month for me, January was tough. January was tumultuous. It was busy. I have a lot of birthdays, including my own, my mother's, my grandmother's. 
had uh, two deaths of uh, one of a family member, one of someone very close uh, to our family, and just really had to reset um, as I entered February. And I suspect that many of you have as well. You know, I talk about in the book that New Year's resolutions often are dead on the vine by the time people get to the end of January. Some 90% of people have already given up on their New Year's resolutions, which is why I don't do them, which is why I encourage you uh, starting in October of every year to start thinking about your next year, to start writing the vision down and making it plain, and to think about what you really want to accomplish each new year so that you hit the ground running. Um, Resolutions don't work because resolutions are things that people think they should do. And if you want to achieve success in life, if you want to achieve great relationship in life, if you want to achieve great connection in life, you have to exercise the life-giving, life-sustaining, and life-changing virtue, emotional intelligence tool of self-control. I wish that I could show you my vision board and I may post a picture of it later, but if you were to see this year's 2023 vision board, it is very centered around and I have at the center of my board self-control and I have it broken out in the way you would see it if you looked it up in Webster's Dictionary. And what I did was I put self-control at the center of everything I want for my 2023 and I didn't put a lot of uh, goals or accomplishments or things like that on this year's vision board. Because for me, 2023 is not just a reset year. It's a release year. It's a redefining year. It's a reconstruction year. It is about Sophia Nelson getting herself set for the things she wants in 2024. And I'll talk about that another time. That's not for this podcast, but I already know where I want to be in 2024, 2025, and 2026 as I end my 50s in 2027. I will turn 60. And I have already laid out the plan and the vision for my life. But what I'm clear about is if I don't start practicing some self-control, and let me define for you how I'm defining self-control for this conversation. Self-control at the center of my board has about 10 words surrounding it that I found when I looked up the definition of self-control. And I looked it up in varying places, varying dictionaries. I Googled, I looked in scripture, And here's what I found the word self-control is really all about. The most base definition of self-control is the ability to control oneself. Why are you talking to us about this, Sophia? Well, I'll tell you what. If you can't learn to first master you, if you can't first learn to control you and to love you and to like you and to honor you and to take care of you first... Nothing else that you want in your life will fall into place. You will have a life of chaos. You will have a life of tumult. You will have a life, as I like to say to my team, when they do crazy things and it spins me off my axis, I like to say, I am not going to allow your energy, 
your bad stuff going on at home, your drama, your mess to spin me off my axis. And the reason I call it an axis is because we are in motion even when we're sitting. We are spirit, we are energy, we are life force. And if you don't learn Sophia, to sit still. And I'm not just talking about sitting in a chair. I'm talking about the words that I learned when I look up self-control, the ability to control oneself, to have discernment, to have confidence, to have stability, to have peace, calm, mastery, of yourself, your feelings, your emotions. And lastly, the most important word that I put right above the center core of this vision board of self-control is freedom. Because when you can control yourself, you are not subject to being tossed to and fro. You are not double-minded. You are not unstable in your ways. You do not allow other people and their drama and their wants and their needs to spin you off and to mess you up and to put your life into a place of chaos. My God, I've lived that for most of my entire life. Growing up in an alcoholic, crazy, rageaholic, angry home, where on any given moment, at any given second, there was violence, eruption, cussing, fighting, throwing, tearing, ripping. That was my life. And then becoming a teenager and realizing that that wasn't normal and pushing back, getting into fisticuffs myself with my father because I wasn't the one, as you guys probably know, that was going to take a lot of crap once I got to a place where I could defend myself and stand up for myself. And I watched the way it impacted my brother and my mother who were much more passive. And I lived in a house that was out of control. And then I went off to college and that didn't start off right because where I was supposed to go, we couldn't afford for me to go. So we made a last minute change and I went out west to stay with my grandparents and go to college there. And I ended up at a top university and I did well but it started in chaos and money was always an issue. And there was always crazy going on. And then I finished college and I did well. And I was a historic first student government leader. And, and then I went off to law school and that was a little bit better because I was in more control of my life and I had the money and I had scholarships and I began my life. But what I learned throughout my life, as I look back now as a woman on the other side of 55, just having had a birthday last month, that much of my life has been sown and spun in chaos. No control. People saying anything, doing anything, spewing anything. Me not learning about healthy boundaries, not learning to say no, thinking that I need to save people and rescue people and take care of people and have an inappropriate empathy. We'll talk about that another time, but inappropriate empathy is when you don't know how to stop giving. When you don't recognize that helping them is hurting you. When you don't recognize that their drama has become yours, that their crazy has become yours, that their ugly 
has creeped into your life because you don't know how to protect yourself. You don't know how to practice self-control and self-awareness and self-love. And I'm talking to somebody today who feels this deep at your core and you're suffering in silence and you don't know how to get out and you don't know how to get up and you don't know how to make a change and you don't know how to speak up for yourself. I'm telling you, young people, hear me on this. Learn this now. I talk about this in the first chapter of the book. You are not your family. You are not in anyone's box. You don't have to let their crazy become your normal. Self-control is a fruit of the spirit because it opens the door to freedom. Freedom to choose the life you want. Freedom to be decisive. Freedom to be focused. Freedom to love. Freedom to cast and not carry the things that you should never carry. Self-control unlocks the door to the life you want because it allows you to be the master of your fate and the captain of your soul. That's Walt Whitman. And you know, it is powerful when I see that I'm taking my power back, when I have the courage to dig deeper and I'm being more adventurous and wandering and wandering and exploring and digging into the soul of my being to write, to build, to share, to grow. I want authentic relationships. I want people to experience me authentically, not the veneer, not the cover, not the tip of the iceberg, but the whole body of it, the whole me. And you need to show up that way for yourself because when you practice self-control, you know where you're going, you know what you want, you know what you have to get done. And you're free because you're not beholden to somebody else's virtues or values or lack thereof. You're not beholden to somebody else's mood swings and crazy or their lack of love and care of you. You don't owe anybody your life. You don't owe anybody your peace. You don't owe anybody your calm. Self-control leads to knowing it leads to confidence. It leads to stability. It leads to ability. It leads to peacefulness and calm because you are your own rudder and you are determined to find the way to have the life you want and the peace you want and the love you want and the success that you want. There is not one person who's walked this earth who's done something great and picked your man or woman from history, starting in scripture to now. And study their lives. Their lives are a master class in focus and decisiveness and self-control. They're not tossed to and fro. They're not out wilding out. They don't get involved in things that they shouldn't get involved in. They don't allow themselves to be drawn into things that have nothing to do with them. They're focused, they're self-controlled, they explore, they unearth, they discover, they tried new paths, they blaze new trails. 
because they march to the beat of their own drum. Now, some of you are struggling with what I'm saying because somebody told you a lie a long time ago that you aren't supposed to follow your heart or your dreams, that you owe somebody your peace, that you are supposed to fix broken people, that you are supposed to stay stuck and keep repeating those generational curses that your family's been in for a hundred years. I'm here to tell you it's not true. I'm here to tell you that self-control, you knowing yourself, you being self-aware, you knowing who you are, what you want, what you need, and how you feel. The three questions I will always come back to, what do I want, what do I need, and how am I feeling? Dare to ask yourself those questions and then dare to do the work to get the answers. That is where you will find your joy. That is where you will find your self-control, your self-love, your self-mastery. That is where you will find your discernment and your knowing and a new confidence that you never knew was possible and stability that you've never felt and peace and calm and openness and love and relationship on levels that you didn't know existed. It all starts with you against you. You making yourself a priority. You controlling your emotions instead of letting your emotions control you. Not allowing other people to bring chaos to you and bringing their storm to your port. I'm speaking from what I know. And I wish I knew this 25 years ago, but I didn't. But thank God I learned it. And thank God I'm brave enough to walk in it. Are you? Ask yourself, what is it that you really want for your life? And why don't you have it? And it comes from a lack of self-control. I'm going to wrap this by saying this to you. If you hear nothing else I said in this 15-minute podcast today, self-control is the door to your freedom. You taking command of you, you honoring that voice, you honoring that dream, you honoring that vision, and not letting anyone or anything tell you that it's not possible, that you should give it up, that you can't achieve it, Nothing is impossible if you believe in yourself. Self-control leads to freedom. And we all could use a little more freedom and a little more honesty and a little more authenticity about who we are, what we want, and what we need. The lesson is yours. Self-control. Spend some time... Back in chapter six, Life Lesson Six, reframe your thoughts and really read and reintroduce yourself to that life lesson. And I talk about the power of thoughts in our life and how they really control and define our lives. What we think about, what we dwell on, what we say to ourselves. But when we practice self-control, we fight back, we push back, we don't allow the negativity to creep in. We don't allow the trauma from our past and the bad things and the hurt and the breakups and the loss to manage us. We take them in, we learn, we grow, we heal, and we do better as we go forward.
Self-control is everything about how you end up in your life, in your marriage, with your kids, in your career. You got to loose yourself. And isn't it ironic that freedom, freedom comes from control. Not controlling others. Don't miss this. I didn't tell you to go control other people. I told you to control yourself. Because you are the only one that you can control in this life and whatever comes next. God bless you. Have an amazing self-care Sunday. Have a great week ahead. And we'll be back with a great guest next week. Bye-bye now.